1: At first glance, the Yellow Deli might seem like a quaint little cafe perfect for a nice cup of coffee or a delicious sandwich in a friendly atmosphere. However,
2: a closer look will reveal a religious undertone to the entire environment with multiple mentions of God on their menu and biblical coats scattered on the walls.
1: Behind these religious elements is a secretive group called the 12 tribes with Christian fundamentalist beliefs that have been linked with reports of child abuse, racism and sexism from former members.
2: What dark and twisted reality is hiding behind this deli franchise?
0: Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Levine.
2: And I'm Danny Murphy, and you know us as your partners in wine, crime, and time. And this time we're going to, uh, it's a lunch break time. because I, no I
1: was going to say, this time we're going to be in your ear with toxic sandwiches and quinoa salad. And like, I just ate before this, but I'm already hungry.
2: Oh, uh, you show me the word deli. And also the color yellow makes me hungry too. And I think that's like a marketing thing. That's why <laughs> McDonald's is yellow and red.
1: I could see that. I mean, yeah. you know what? I feel like you said it with such conviction. I'm inclined to believe it. That's a good scam.
2: That's how I've passed every test in college. I just was like, this is true. And they're like, okay, we don't care. (laughs) The tuition is paid for.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually excited, but nervous to delve into this one because the reason I found out about it was because I was like in New Paltz and my friends who went to school at Cornell were like, oh, let's see if they have a yellow deli. So they didn't. But I was like, "What is this?" And they were telling me that it has like the best sandwiches, but it's also a cult. So I was obviously down. And
2: can I tell you, I've been to one. Which one? Boulder, Colorado. Oh yeah, Uh, I had that's a big one. It's a big one. Well, also because it was the same day that I went to drive past John Benet's house, and I lost my fucking mind because the power went out and Billie Eilish was on, and I was like, "This is it. This is the end." Oh my
1: god! Very scary time all around. A day.
2: The food was amazing, though. (laughs)
1: should we road trip to upstate New York for like investigation purposes, AKA food? I mean, Hey, but no, then again, I don't want to support these people. And it's funny because the whole reason we decided to do this was because, um, I put up a story on, um, at NATC pod. And I was just, I said like, what cult should we cover next? And someone said yellow deli and I reposted it and we got so many DMS. Like <laughs> literally I was overwhelmed. Everybody agrees. The sandwiches are bomb and the food is good. I know. And then I was like, all right, well, it's time to uh, peel back the layers of bread. (laughs) Ooh,
2: I like that. Yeah, we're unpickling it. And I don't know about you or anyone else. This could just be a me thing. Whenever I hear Yellow Deli in my head, I sing it to the Seventh Heaven theme song.
1: I go, Yellow Deli. Like, (laughs) I don't know why. That's just me, maybe. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I don't know that song very well because I didn't really watch Seventh Heaven.
2: Wow. I'm just full of just... I mean, that was probably a cult in itself, but who
1: knows? That was a cult. So I feel like without further ado, let's get into this. I've also... I had never heard of this before, but they are everywhere.
2: They have dominated the jelly cult chain uh, hybrid
1: field. Yeah, I know. Is that like a very competitive market? (laughs) Who knows? So here's like the deal behind the deli. In May 1973, the first Yellow Deli opened in Chattanooga, Um, And it was started by Jean and Marcia Spriggs. This is info I'm just getting from the Yellow Deli website, by the way. Um, Jean was a high school teacher and a former Bible study teacher. And their goal was to sell healthy food amidst a fried chicken culture.
2: So they were that people in town.
1: (laughs) Right. I also didn't realize that was a thing in the 70s. Like in my head, I'm like, we didn't even invent fast food until the 90s, even though I know that's not true.
2: Yeah. I mean I get, I always thought they were just like having jello and cigarettes in the 70s.
1: Yeah. And like cocaine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's how they stayed then.
1: Yeah, totally. In any case, they started the Yellow Deli and again everyone in RDM said they have the best sandwiches. And this is like the quote from their site, they wanted to have a place where people from all walks of life could come and touch a living demonstration of God's love. You know, seems a little bit Jesus-y, but kind of nice.
2: Also, something like, what's a living demonstration? It's a little food? sexual. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, the food is made with love. I don't know. And propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: it's not delivery. It's propaganda. What a combo.
1: Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> and so then at the bottom of their menu, they had this phrase. We serve the fruit of the spirit. Dot, dot, dot. Why not ask? This comes from a Bible verse about love, joy and peace. Um, and I'm not up to date on my New Testament Passages, So that is a disclaimer.
2: But I remember like my friend dared us because well, like we were visiting a friend and they were like, I dare you to ask them about it. And I was like, I'm not going to. No, I don't fuck with that.
1: No way. <laughs> I'm not Did talking
2: you? with someone's spiritual energy or spirit or anything. I'm just going to get my hummus sandwich and leave.
1: Yeah, no way. So they have locations really all over um, Chattanooga. They have one in Tennessee, North Carolina, Boulder, um some upstate have some in canada they also have one in spain england like these people are fucking everywhere or these delis which is so so random to me
2: i also am shocked too because i did not think spain had like i'm like deli culture i feel like that's just like yeah i didn't know that was a, a european or like a, a besides american thing i thought they were all just like yeah we'll have our cafes and be better than you
1: yeah, that's honestly valid. And I also feel like the overall look of the just the sight and the vibe and everything is just so homey and kind of like almost kitschy in a cutesy way that you don't think of it as a gigantic chain, you know?
2: That is true. It kind of takes some of the allure away from it because I'm like, oh, this cute little yellow deli. And I'm like, oh, you're a yellow deli LLC.
1: <laughs> right? <Not too> <laughs> Reminds me of when I was in college, we had this really cool, what I thought was like this local pops, like handmade artisan... Artisanal popsicles, which is obnoxious, but it was called King of Pops. And I was like, oh my God, this is a really cool like local Atlanta thing. It turns out they're everywhere in the I South. Had I the exact like, oh. same
2: thing <laughs> happened to me with a French cafe in New York. And I'd be like, I go there, I eat my outside, <laughs> I go to a movie and it's basically like, it's not an au bon but it's about to be an au bon Like there were 10 locations and I was like, this really ruined my rom-com.
1: Damn. Uh, it's hard to see that. It's hard out here. Yes. So... The thing with the yellow deli is like, I don't think it's really a secret that they're religious. I think if you just looked at the sign and walked in, you might not necessarily know. But like, I just went on the side and it currently says they're closed during the biblical festival, Passover, parentheses, Pesach, and the Days of Unleavened Bread. So it's like, you know, nobody else is closing for a Jewish holiday except religious people slash Jews. So it's not, I don't know, to me, I was like, okay, it's not really a secret that it's religious, but it's obviously not. It's more of an open secret of like what this actually entails. That's so, yeah. It's a
2: little. It's kind of like the wink, wink, like looking back and forth of everyone. Like we know what's in the tomato soup with grilled cheese combo. It's God's. Yeah, love.
1: yeah, the blood of Christ. Oh yeah. <laughs> That
2: actually could be called... I mean, I don't want to offend people, but that could be a fun combo name for that for here.
1: (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. So here's like a fun little passage from their website. Um,
2: Imagine you were like, here's a fun little passage. uh, John 418. And you just go and read the Bible for 25 minutes on this podcast.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Rebrand. That's our (laughs) April Fool's joke. We're recording this on April 1st. So there we go. Okay. So here's this thing from their website. Just like give you maybe an idea about... What's in the store It says in the early 70s Life for many of us was in the process Of change those old enough to remember Those days will nod thoughtfully As their mind drifts back to remember The end of the Vietnam War protests And the calming of the revolutionary drumbeat That had throbbed in our young veins Okay blah 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 <laughs> Would we conform or continue to press on to try to change the world? The drugs that had enlightened us were beginning to disappoint us. The early excitement now headed toward various full blown addictions. And then, like, basically, they just, you know, start talking about how, like, this was their mission to sort of, like, solve all this. And they kind of, like, consider themselves a David versus Goliath. Like, and Goliath is sort of the rest of society, I guess. It just, I don't know. Just, I thought it was an interesting example of just kind of like the woo-woo shit these people are on well yeah it also like
2: why does that remind me of like what i feel like every plot for a student film is it's like (laughs) it's like david and goliath (laughs) but goliath is society and we're like what you what you doing (laughs) olivia jade at usc drop out of the film class
1: yeah yeah i know it's like well good luck (laughs) (laughs) good good night Um, and good luck so that's so that's that
0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches.
2: So kind of what Sarah was talking about, we got this deli. Religious themed. It could have just like there, it could have simply have just been, you know, what they just love. They just love their religion and their um, sandwich sales, but not quite. Mm-hmm. There's some messed upness with this. It's a little messed up. So, what is up with the cult aspect of the yellow deli? So, I love this line, but Sarah, I think you, I guess you wrote. So, behind these tasty sandwiches and their groovy free love and God aesthetic, <laughs> put that. In my face. I think that was
1: definitely Jorge. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I wrote it when I was
2: blacked out. Jorge is very groovy, free, loving, God aesthetic. That's it. Like that line. (laughs) Because I'm just like vibing with it hard. uh, But you know what they vibe with? (laughs) A pretty twisted uh, fundamentalist Christian religion called 12 tribes. So their goal, according to a 2015 piece in Pacific Standard Magazine, is to, quote unquote, produce an army of one hundred and forty four thousand male virgins who would prepare the way for Christ's second coming.
1: So this is kind of interesting because you don't see, you know, the market for male virgins in the redemption stories is not is not there so much, you know, like this is interesting it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a flex.
2: It's a it's a it's a yeah, not something you see every day, I guess you could call yeah. it.
1: They're not as sought after as you know female virgins.
2: <laughs> so it's really a glass ceiling breaking almost. Yes, uh, we love for, a representation for, moment. For for the male virgins out there, shout out to y'all. <laughs> um the I hope there is one listening who's just like, "Yeah, I'm happy for you." Uh Thanks. the me- <laughs> <laughs> The members all go by Hebrew names, and they believe they're recreating the twelve ancient tribes of Israel. So, according to Vice, a site that I do love to uh, deep dive into. Oh,
1: I do of, love it. Ice. Has like
2: Reddit energy with that. <laughs> there were more than a n- no shade to Vice. I realize that could, but you know they 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 have uh, wormholes of things. Um, they were more than three thousand members across the world as of twenty seventeen. So that's not the one hundred forty four hundred thousand goal.
1: But it's still- I kind of like, do they even have enough people to man all those delis? It doesn't. <laughs> Three thousand is, I I guess, a lot, but it's not that many. They have like twenty delis.
2: And I'm also, I'm like, you got to have these people with like. When I have my delis that I love, they have very specialty things. Like they are like smearing correctly, the proper sauce, a little mustard. You know what I mean? You can't fuck around with the deli, and their deli stuff is good. So that's why I'm like, they they need to quality control this shit as well.
1: Yeah, where are your shift managers? Yeah, like, how your... people? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not over this detail. And also, I'm like, do they not fall in love at the deli? And then like start hooking up? And who knows? Uh, Vice describes it as a strange mix of Christian fundamentalism and '70s counterculture.
1: It's like 70s counter -counter counterculture because that blurb that we just read made it seem like they're sort of shit talking all the hippies.
2: Doesn't it make you feel good that like every generation has something like that? Where it's like, like it's like right now, like and I get so annoyed when like Gen Z fights Gen X or whoever, or millennials or whatever. But I'm like, oh, back then you had counter versus counter counter granite countertop. <laughs> I'm like, what is this Lowe's shopping Brandy list
1: countertop? <laughs> yes,
2: it's a lot. So, um, but you know how they had time to all this because the twelve tribes members, what they could not do, they couldn't vote, drink smoke or watch tv which i truly i'm actually not even being facetish i don't know what i i don't know what else there is to do because i love voting like literally i the thing
1: about being in a cult is like it just sounds incredibly boring that's like there has to be some
2: fun perks i guess you get like a discount i hopefully on some sides at the deli but still, I'm like, I'm sure they're not allowing you to, like, eat uh, gluttonously, you know what I mean, if you're not allowed to, like, drink or watch TV. So I'm just like, are you just eating, like, side salads and having, uh, what's that, like, non-alcoholic cider? That's hard. It's a hard life to live.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I feel like you're just doing manual labor and, like, tending a farm. Yeah, and I mean, it, <laughs> you know, you can have
2: the eternal salvation. And I mean, of course, it's like when you do, when um, there has to be something fun for them to do.
1: Not quite,
2: because they also can't listen you to secular music. You work at the, the deli.
1: You try yeah. to find your male virgins. Like, I don't know. I I did read an article in, that was like in The Guardian, I think, that was published in 2000. So take it, you know, I don't know if this is still applicable, but they would go to music festivals and try to convert people. Uh, is, so that's, that's fun, maybe.
2: That is, I could do that. That could be a fun, like... Uh, Uh, like side hustle for them, I guess, because you know. But you know that they'd have to bring to the festivals, earplugs, because they can't listen to secular music. Like truly, read secular books or any other influences like that that could potentially skew them away.
1: Okay, so the chances of anyone finding this podcast is like pretty low.
2: Yeah. So tell your friends, (laughs) but don't tell your friends that are in twelve tribes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah like i just i'm like what do you do all day that just sounds like a miserable way to live
2: and also i could say this could be shade to us that like our lives are run on i guess i like books
1: sue me damn
2: like i like to listen to Katy perry and pop open a bottle of white wine
1: arrest me throw me into hell it's fine
2: well now little Nas made it i'm like i'll go down there and party with him
1: right it looks lit
2: looks lit as fuck
1: i also like don't understand how this like it's weird because it's very, like, Old testament E, but also, like, apocalyptic, and those things can't really, like, coincide at the same time. Like, they have a lot of Judaism aspects, but then they have this, like, weird apocalypse thing. They, the it's names, kind of one of those And things- I'm just kind of, like, it's very confused, you know? Yeah, I feel
2: like cults have to have, they need to start going by the um, guideline that, like, before you leave the house, look in the mirror and take one thing off. You have to take one thing out of like your cult theories or practices because it gets a little messy. It gets a little too much.
1: Yeah. Just like one contradictory element.
2: Yeah. Well, and cult. here's the contradictory thing. Kind of. They can use computers, but have restricted internet.
1: Like this. See, this is what I'm saying. I just feel like, okay, what's, what's more of a threat to your cult beliefs? A nice, I don't know, J- Jody Picoult book. <laughs> Or Jody a computer. Yeah, true, true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but like you know, God forbid you just you just check out a little, a little romance novel, a little murder mystery, some Harlan Coben, like. But I, but okay.
2: Right. Like I guess we'll let, we'll go, we'll uh, we'll let them do that. Um, <laughs> and another weird thing too. Oh, well, this this I also could not pair with because I like my things. Members have to give up all their worldly possessions to the group when they join. And like you said, they're forced to work at this yellow deli. Yeah. For free. For free. I don't get like, how do you afford? Well, I guess you can't online shop. I'm like, what? and I guess you're not buying wine. If you
1: give up all your worldly possessions, I guess you don't need money to buy anything.
2: And like, does ASOS count as a worldly possession?
1: Unfortunately, (laughs) I do think that it counts. I think it does.
2: Um. So the structure has predictably led many people to describe them as a cult because um, it kind of sounds like it.
1: If it walks like a cult and talks like a cult. Like, I think the moment that you have to give up all your worldly possessions and you can't, I don't know, go on the internet or like read books or listen to music, drink. I mean, not just drinking, but all these things combined is a little bit suspect. It's It's a little sus, a little sus.
2: So, like, um, you know, you kind of understand what you. I feel like everyone realizes once you get talked about in a certain way, you hear it. You, the voices carry as a that a lovely song. If we played that song with N- Natalia during the music game, I would have aced that. But um, so it's gotten back to the Yellow Deli, and they're aware that they are considered by some to be a cult. So their website says of this.
1: I think this might. This is I. I think this is the Twelve Tribes website. Oh, yeah, the,
2: oh, the Twelve.
1: It's one of theirs.
2: It's one of it's one of their dot coms that I don't know how they can <laughs> yeah, have dot a com. <laughs> yeah, dot net, dot gov. Definitely not dot gov. Uh, <laughs> to, quote unquote, the powers that be, the use of the word cult seemed to be the perfect weapon to dismantle our movement and send us back to the pews. <laughs> That's also a reality show I would want to watch. Back to the pews, and we'll see. <laughs> uh, that weapon did not work. The only one stirred by the use of that term were the same uninformed masses that were responsible for such atrocities
1: atrocities (laughs) you got it
2: as the salem witch trials see Proverbs 17.4 or just salem massachusetts
1: i'm like do they cover that that doesn't make any sense (laughs) i'm like spartan
2: of that and also i'm like i'm like give me which book it is it's yeah uh fortunately in this day and age people are innocent until proven guilty and eventually okay. all the wow. bad things people said about our movement were proven untrue. And life went on and on and on. That's like the end of Gatsby. So we beat on.
1: <laughs> right. Boats against the current. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Yeesh. I mean, I definitely got some big like David versus Goliath-esque vibes um, in the terms of like how they see themselves.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean, every cult says they're not a cult. So, you know. With
2: that, exactly. That's like, you're like, when like every person says like they don't like to gossip, but we see you texting in the side group chats. Yeah, everyone's like, you know what I mean?
1: I was going to say that's every girl in the pyramid scheme saying that she's not in a pyramid scheme because pyramid schemes are illegal. It's like, all right.
2: But you're like, so you know. Your giant know. company
1: found a legal loophole.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're like, so I'm glad you're aware that what you're doing is illegal, but you think you're above it. Yeah. Um, according to a memoir, you know I love a memoir, by a former member, the group tries to control everything from when men should masturbate and what they should think about while they are doing it. That's a weird talk. That's not the birds and the bees. That's like, I don't know, the, the shovel and the dirt. I don't even know what fucking yeah. competition that is. And they ideally want them to think about nothing.
1: Jeez. I, I weird. Like, taxes, like I talk get. about, I guess every... I mean, not every religion, but I guess lots of religions have like weird masturbation rules. But I feel like it's there, it's it's semi different between having some like archaic thing in an old ass book and then being like me and my 3,000 members who I can actually sort of oversee. That's yeah.
2: And also then I'm just like, that's like, you're I like, how they're like, no, we're not a cult. I'm like, but you're controlling, you want to control people's thoughts? <laughs> that's like X Men shit. Very weird. There's also a very weird thing about how much toilet paper to use to wipe your butt and how to fold it. This almost, I feel like, I will give them the benefit of the doubt here. I feel like that is a lot, that could almost be an SEO term on a lot of blogs, so.
1: Yeah, I feel like it it sort of just depends on like the compounds. I know that there are um, like certain overarching rules that they all follow, but I feel like some of the more intricate things could maybe be just specific to a certain community. That makes sense. Who knows? So, so this is where it gets into like the the secretive scary shit and trigger warning. We're going to be talking about racism, homophobia, child abuse, like just dark stuff, so if you want to stop listening right now, we won't be offended.
2: No, no, we will not. Go, go we will just only listen. be offended
1: if you go <laughs> and buy a sandwich from this deli. That
2: is true. That is that is that is that is a part that is uh, unforgivable.
1: Okay. So with that said, um, like other calls, <laughs> Scientology, <laughs> the Twelve Tribes are very secretive about their beliefs because apparently the rest of the world isn't anointed, which is their word for people who are like going to be saved, and we just wouldn't understand. So, yeah, of course, Um, here's what our non-anointed brains do understand. The Southern Poverty Law Center calls them a white supremacist cult. So I was already sold. Done. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, And then according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, the 12 tribes believe slavery was a marvelous opportunity for black people who are deemed by the Bible to be servants of white people and that homosexuals deserve no less than death.
2: That's just, and that's just where they are. There we go.
1: So, yeah. So these are not, this is not, I mean, not that there is such really a thing as like your little friendly neighborhood cult, but don't be fooled by the sandwiches. This is really dark. It's really upsetting. And it's just very fucked up.
2: Oh, uh-huh. yes.
1: Um, And a lot of their sort of beliefs come from this Bible story called the curse of, Ham, which, uh, stems from Genesis. I'm like, how do I do the colon thing? It's oh, like I so, is it nine verses 20, versus 25? 20 and
2: 25. Oh, that you knew the whole verse. Oh, that's what that
1: means. Yeah.
2: Wow. Let me tell you how much I did not know that. I thought it was the curse of ham. And I was like, that's their deli does not serve ham. And what you're like, God.
1: you know how Jews don't eat ham. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm like got it That's where that's from Noted noted noted
1: Okay so basically The story is that um, Noah's son I'm gonna go out On a limb and say Ham Sees Noah naked And drunk in his tent One night I mean sure Haven't we all He's a boat driver Let a bitch live You know what I mean Yeah Like the man was stuck On a boat for 40 days And 40 nights Yeah um, In any case um, He decides to tell his brothers And his brothers Respond by walking Backwards Into the tent so as not to see their dad naked and covering him in a blanket
2: also i had no clue Sino, i did not know the bible went this deep on things
1: yeah no they go deep into like the weirdest shit because i remember one story and don't ask me why i remember this and not how to like make a budget but there was this (laughs) i think it was king david but i'm not sure about that part but he basically saw this woman like bathing on a rooftop that he liked and then he like had sex with her but she was married so juicy at first he like i think he called her husband home from war to be like hey man go have sex with your wife so that uh nobody would know the baby was his and then the guy was like nah i'm good (laughs) and so then he just sent him back to war so he died what like just why did i learn this shit did
2: king david get in trouble
1: i mean i don't know he's the king I feel like I'm going to get so many DMs of how I botched that story. Listen, I learned it in summer camp when I was like 14 years old. My memory's possibly hazy.
2: I went to CCD. I got none of this shit. I remember Mary went to the inn. There we go. (laughs) And Mary had a little lamb. Two different Marys, but similar (laughs) journeys.
1: Common name. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The Bible has all sorts of weird, weird stories. Okay. So basically then like, okay, so after... The sons walk backwards so they don't see their dad naked, which to me is like the most ridiculous thing. Um, Noah wakes up and finds out what happens, and then he curses ham's son Kanan and damns him to be a servant of servants. It's like, bro, why are you so mad about this? I don't understand. I don't get it either. I'm like, let out, like, just throw your dad a towel. Oh, <laughs> huh. yeah, like, you, what you have to really walk backwards that's i'm like why do you gotta do this fucking
2: yeah um i was gonna say the space jam <laughs> the space walk. the moonwalk
1: oh there we go i was like space jam i don't know why
2: am i thinking space jams
1: yeah so this is not stated in the bible but some people portray hum as black to basically just further their own racist agendas and it's just like I don't know. I don't. So this is this story is just used as like a justification for racism, even though it's unfounded and like Loki makes no sense.
2: No, no, no sense at all. And then also, okay, like sure. Ugh.
1: Yeah, and also Twelve Tribes has like just said all types of horrible things about Martin Luther King, and just like just terrible stuff. And the craziest part is that they also like insist that this is not racist
2: which um, motherfuckers look <laughs> like how can you how can you even like remotely try to sell that like you guys try to sell fucking ham and cheese sandwiches after all this
1: yeah I don't know so there's um, there's a black 12 tribes member who goes by Johan Abraham who allegedly once praised the early KKK um, and this wow. is according to the memoir of this former member and it also says the group believes that slavery is over for those who believe and come into the uh, into the Messiah, but it is not over for those outside Messiah. So like all the rest of us and like, you know, obviously only people who've ba- been baptized in 12 tribes have come into Messiah. Um, so then there's this article that I found and it's literally just called Are 12 Tribes Racist? And it's also on their site. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and they basically say that they can't be racist because they've had black and white people living in their communities for 30 years.
2: That's not how that works. <laughs> that's like that's not the, you, you,
1: like okay. This Black 12 Tribes member like basically says that any reason that you could call the group racist is like a quote that's taken out of context.
2: You're like, what context are these quotes in? Like, I, I try to like. That's the thing. try, yeah, like, try to defend the, the whole thing about
1: like slavery. While well, they were saying, "Oh no, everyone who's not in our group is enslaved," and it's like, okay,
2: okay, you guys do control every single thing you do, They do, but sure.
1: Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> yeah, they. They're themselves. not good. They're not good. They're also homophobic. Excellent. Um, Fun gay combo. people are shunned by the group, which is not surprising because I feel like that whole story with noah has like weird homophobic energy
2: right because that's the thing i'm like why are you looking at your what what you staring at there yeah like wh- like who who cares like also back <laughs> then i'm like do they ha- like in the bible didn't
1: everyone wear cloths like little like like plants i mean listen the man was partying probably had too much ye old tequila took off his loincloth i don't know
2: yeah he was stuck in an ark with all these smelly animals two of each kind you would not black out from that. If you had to sit next to like, I don't, like a, a fucking lamb, two lambs shitting on each other and you have like a full on voyage. Yeah, you'd black out.
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. So they're racist. They also are homophobic. Big shocker. They're also, you know, not super progressive towards their treatment of women. A very predictably terrible idea of what a woman's role should be. Oh, yeah.
2: Just just imagine from what we've been talking about so far, what they kind of think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Trifecta, pretty much. So um, let's listen to a member of the Oneonta Yellow Deli describe it in a video.
3: We don't expect women to go out and, like, you know, carry heavy loads, lifting stuff and to be like some... strong and mighty protector of the family but that's like what a man does so women spend a lot of time at home around the house raising the the little ones and um taking care of household chores and cooking lunch and you know doing laundry and stuff like that or
1: it's actually not as bad as i was thinking um but it's definitely just like annoying like it's just like annoying justifications for sexism like oh women are just more sensitive and they're better at this stuff so therefore we're gonna just relegate them to the kitchen like well it, all it's, right yeah, get some
2: new material it's the classic like well they're gonna be like oh, i don't know how to clean like that's not how i do. learn to fucking do it like you know what i mean like no one wants yeah. like just like it just gets so infuriating
1: you know i guess i obviously that is bad like don't get me wrong but i guess i wasn't shocked by that because i just feel like there are people not in the cold who think like that So I'm just kind of like, what else is new? You know, (laughs) you don't know how to clean a toilet. All right. (laughs) Every time. I mean, if
2: I had a nickel every time uh, a male virgin said that, we would be able to start our own (laughs) devil chain.
1: (laughs) I mean, pretty much. (laughs) And so then basically um, Jenny Lynn Fior, who was a member in the early 2000s, said, I saw a very controlling overbearing husbands treating their wives pretty badly and there was no real recourse they were basically kitchen slaves and that is not all you guys
2: no just because that almost hit on every buzzword of awfulness yeah banus, cringeworthiness um,
1: yeah like almost all the like almost all the just terrible bigotry
2: OBS yeah
1: yeah areas.
2: And also, I don't know if we said this at the top of that part, but uh, this next top part is a new trigger warning because there also is a history of child abuse in this cult. So, again, just uh, fair warning for that. Uh, so because uh, something they believe in is systematic corporal punishment for children.
1: And the interesting thing about that is like at first I was about to be like, allegedly, but they actually fully admit to this like on their site and they have a whole justification for it. So like this is not even it's it's not slander. It's not
2: connecting a dot. It's reading the dots that they put together in paragraph form on their site. So in this article that Sarah referenced uh, 12 tribes communities on child discipline, they write, we do not teach, condone or nor tolerate any violence or abuse. Whether physical or verbal, within our communities. We also do not allow disrespect, mockery, slander, profanity, or rebellious behavior. <clears throat> Yo, then right. Rebellious
1: yeah. behavior. That's a large umbrella term when you're not even allowed to read a secular book.
2: Yeah, when you're not allowed to like also, walk by th- the radio. What, what books something.
1: are left? Like you just read the Bible and that's it? I know there's like twelve books or whatever, but sheesh. That gets all fat. Like there's more Twilight books, you know what I mean? Gotta have right. some kind of mix it up. Oh my god.
2: I feel they would extra hate
1: Twilight. Oh, and Harry Potter for sure.
2: (laughs) They also write We recognize the God given right of parents to raise their children according to the voice of God in their conscience. Cool. We believe parental authority is the highest authority given among men. So now people can just say, God told me to hit my kid. That's not how that works. That's not how that
1: operates. I'm just stammering. We're just stammering over here. You guys can't see, but I'm like low key.
2: Yeah. So they hardcore condone spanking with uh, messages. I like
1: said, It's funny because in the notes, I said they basically do this. And Danny's like, no, they fucking hardcore.
2: Let me tell you, I'm recording from Jersey. We're getting all the fuck out there. I'm like these motherfuckers. I will drive up to uh, the New York one and give them peace of my mind. Uh, they say messages like in these confusing times when the moral foundations have been all but destroyed when good is called evil and evil is called good. No. The age old practice of spanking has come under suspicion. Despite this controversy, well-known personalities such as the Pope, like the Pope is a TV personality. right? (laughs) It's like the Pope Fergie um, have recently defended child discipline. Our hearts go out to all those who live in these very confusing times.
1: Okay. These people are annoying because I don't even want to get into this, but like they use the Pope to justify Hitting children, but then they also like when the Pope does stuff that they don't like. They just shit on him. So it's like, pick a lane.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, pick, pick a lane. Not that he's this a- like
1: infallible person, but it's like, do you hate him for supporting commuting people's death penalty sentences, or do you support him because he says it's okay to spank your kids? Yeah. Which one is? it?
2: Pick your poison. They also justify using "quote unquote" the rod to strike children. Taking the spanking uh, aspect of it one step further and writing, quote unquote, for those who have set their heart to follow the wisdom of God in raising their children, there has never been any other practice than to use the rod for discipline.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> oh, news.
2: That's news. To, yeah, <laughs> uh, the Word of God never teaches or condones striking another human being, including a child, with one's hand. Every sensible person knows that it is unwise to hit even an animal with one's hand. <laughs> it is confusing even to an animal when someone tries to express warmth or affection with the same hand he used to apply discipline. So they're right. basically saying, don't confuse your kid by slapping them, hit them with a rod. So they remember they love you. Right.
1: What? Everyone knows that it's better to beat someone with an object. Sure.
2: And I like how they, I'm like, so they, you use how you treat wild animals in your childhood tips and tricks too. let's just, let's that- just address that.
1: It's so weird. I mean, it's just so weird to be like, everyone knows this. I've never heard of this before, like last week.
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's insane. They literally say proper discipline helps a child to take responsibilities for his transgressions. Spoiler alert, kids don't know what the word transgression means. So there's that A. Uh, Back to what they quote. You can see the wisdom of God in prescribing a reed-like rod for discipline, since both parents can use it equally well. You know, those weak women.
1: Yeah, those weak mothers. Get the fuck
2: out. Uh, It does not require physical strength to deliver its sting. A thin reed-like rod merely causes pain to the layer of skin closest to the surface of their little bottom, delivering a message right to the child's heart. Oh, my God. The memory of loving correction. No. No. Stays with the child into his adult life as he experiences the benefit of the good character that was formed in him
1: okay yeah so they're literally just like yeah we do this shit like they say and they claim it's not child abuse but they literally are like yeah we do this
2: yeah right it's kind of it is like okay like want to read what you wrote and then say this is not child abuse
1: right it's kind of like the racism thing too
2: yeah exactly uh, they say parents are never to use the rod out of frustration, but only for actions and attitude that the child knows to be wrong. And after the child admits it's wrongs doing and is ready to receive punishment. But as I said earlier, uh, parents should dictate based on their the God conscience that they have. So I feel like they can do this whenever the F they want.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't feel like putting these vague qualifiers on it makes it any less bad. No, I'll say that much. So, Then the CU Independent, um, which is like a Boulder student newspaper, uh, did an investigation into the Yellow Deli in 2019. They interviewed 12 former members and reviewed over 400 pages of documents from the organization. So um, one former member says they would be beaten for like the smallest infractions, like not singing loudly enough during the religious services. Another one said that punishment was common. um, And this is a quote from that investigation. They say suffering a hardship to a disciple is like sunshine to a plant. And this is yet Ooh. another reason that you are not going to find me in a cult.
2: Exactly. That No, you'll you never catch me in a cult.
1: Like yeah. That. Like I'm a masochist, but like not that much. So then according to a book called The Authority Teachings, um, like we sort of mentioned above, the parents are instructed to strike their children or create stripes that wound. So this is literally like you're instructed to do that stuff. Um, another former member said that they saw kids getting switched till they bled, um, and and basically the whole practice of just like hitting these children into submission is all in the name of helping them achieve their goal of 144,000 male virgins. Uh, that's um, what I don't get. Wh- wh- how I still does this don't help them? How that helps?
2: Because also they you those kids can't give you more kids because then they will not be virgins.
1: What do you? Oh yeah, you're right. Well, I, <laughs> see, I don't know how it like adds up, but apparently they decided. I'm sure there's some st- scriptural like analysis, but this th- basically they need this number to bring the second coming of Christ and the apocalypse.
2: And, and the who? Oh, I did not know people want the apocalypse.
1: Well, so, I feel like oh, a lot of they cults that we've heaven, talked right? about do because they think that like so the twelve tribes think that they're going to reign alongside Jesus, who they call to. Yeah, they call by. Yeshua which is his like Hebrew name Um, So they think they're gonna like Rise above basically and like be Just reign alongside Jesus I feel like a lot of other cults too Want to bring about the end of the world because they think They're gonna like be living in heaven and all that stuff
2: this is the funny thing all the uh, i want all the cults to, like talk to each other for them to be like no i it's like the spider-man mean then like no i'm going to heaven no we're going to heaven no we're going to have and we'll be down with satan saying oh yeah call me oh yeah
1: i'll just be making out with satan in hell i don't give a fuck
2: <laughs> i mean he is taken with little Nas, but you could try uh,
1: fine i'll allow it well i'll just be making out with the demons i call my exes in hell
2: <laughs> there, there you go Yeah, they all just you up hell is just a bunch of you up texts, and then you have to just talk to them about when their relationship went wrong I so could see kids. that
1: honestly honestly okay so then it also like as if that wasn't bad enough um, in 2018 inside edition conducted an investigation and they found instances of child labor in one of their upstate New York communities so they found 12 minors were engaged in factory work and Apparently the farm, which was in Cambridge, New York, makes these like, or at least at the time was making lotions for various brands like Acure and Savannah Bee. And they were they were kind of just contracted out through like third party manufacturers in these cases. Um, But like, it's just weird because it, it goes beyond the deli, as I guess what I'm deli. trying to say.
2: There's a lot. There's more. There's more to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So as a result of the investigation, both of those companies ended up cutting ties with the third party that contracted out the farm. So that's good, but still bad that the kids are engaged in factory work. And I found this in like a a Chattanooga newspaper, Um, and basically they interviewed someone at a Chattanooga yellow deli who said the investigation was lies and a bunch of baloney. Baloney. Sure. Yeah. So that's kind of the tea.
2: The Dell T. Yeah, the Dell The Del tea.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna say the sandwiches can't be that good. That might be a hot take.
2: I'm also just like just go to a Panera. Yeah. I love Panera.
1: Yeah. Go to like your local guys, go to your local deli, go to your bodega.
2: Okay, yeah, Sarah yeah your sandwiches
1: without a side of cultiness and Ooh. bigotry. Ugh, I, do I, mean my, I do love my. I
2: do love my my sandwich place near me in Brooklyn. It's so good. There we go. Go to Meme's Healthy Nipples if you ever need it, guys. I love that. You know what also scares me? Because I don't know what Jorge has planned for us for the oh, game. Oh my god. So we'll find out. I'm terrified that I could lose again. (laughs) All right.
3: So today, in keeping with the cult theme, we are going to be playing a game called Whose Cult Isn't Anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So we're going to be playing a a version of Celebrity um, with famous cult leaders, Ooh. so love that. have you guys played this before? You basically ask questions. You're assigned someone that you're going to try to figure out who you are. Oh, cool. Uh, you're going to ask questions oh. to the other person. Yes or no questions. Cool. Yes. All right. I am going to slide into each of yours. Zoom DMs wow. This
1: is like intense. I love this. And
3: tell you the name of what your other host is assigned. Does that make sense? Ooh. Love it. All right, so Sarah, this is Danny's.
1: Okay. And this is going to be fun.
3: Danny, this is Sarah's.
1: So wait, can we only ask yes or no questions?
3: Only yes or no questions.
1: Okay. And we're guessing the leader of the cult, right?
3: Yes, the leader of the cult. Okay, cool. Okay. And to be fair, I made sure that you covered all of these cults in the podcast before. Sweet. So there's not going to be any excuses like saying that you don't know who this is. Okay.
2: Besides repression. <laughs> Besides
3: repression. Truly. Oh my god. Or terrible memory. But that's that's on you.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, Danny. I have randomly selected you to ask
2: a question first. Okay. Oh, I need to get like a note. I need to like okay. Um, yeah, right. Um, um, am I alive?
1: No, I was gonna ask that too. Um,
2: you can ask that too.
1: Am I alive? No. Ooh.
2: Um, am I dead because of my cult?
1: No. Did I die by suicide? Uh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Was I murdered?
1: No. Does my name start with J?
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Do I like Flavor Aid?
2: (laughs) Uh, You could also like uh, a Kool Aid, but it is Flavor Aid. Yes.
1: Okay. Do you want to go?
2: Fuck. Um. Um. So I'm alive. I'm not alive. Not dead because of cold. Not murdered
3: all right danny you have i feel like sarah's onto this so sarah's very she's uh gaining heat you have Um, i think
2: one last chance um uh uh uh, am i american
1: yes okay am i jim jones
2: you are
3: jim jones Sarah. well done danny any any stabs in the dark any
1: stabs in the dark that's a clue
3: that is a clue
2: um a- am I Manson?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Good job. Both of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, that was
2: truly uh sh- yeah. <laughs> I just had, I'm American.
3: <laughs> All right. I, I'm gonna call that round a tie. You both got there. All Ooh. right. All right. Next round. Danny, this is Sarah's. Oh. And Sarah, this is Danny's.
1: Oh fun.
3: All right, Sarah, you can start this one.
1: <laughs> oh okay. do I not remember us doing this episode? <laughs> Am I okay. alive?
2: No. Damn it. Okay. It was I it was my culting at its peak in um, between like nineteen fifty and
1: two thousand? No. I'm not alive. Did I operate in California? no okay
3: no no you did not
1: no um oh
2: wait okay um did i run a sex cult yes <gasps> I. okay Where you go
1: okay did i because i can really only think of one cult at this point off the top of my head oh wait actually two oh, fuck. okay
2: oh for you can think of two cults for you i gave you two clues
1: i think so i'm just i only know so many cults you know um so it's process of elimination um was i an author i mean aren't all cult leaders authors yes Uh, yes Yes. you were okay
2: um was the first letter of my name k
1: yes okay i don't even know how to say this whatever i'll just ask am i l ron hubbard
2: you are
0: not Uh,
1: okay
2: Am I Keith Rainier? Yes. Yes, you are,
3: <laughs>
1: Danny. Well only, done.
2: Okay, the year is a really good clue that you should that we should utilize.
3: That's true.
1: Yeah, okay. Hmm. hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know the name. Okay, did I like instigate a mass suicide?
3: No. no. I'll give you a hint, Sarah. Okay. There was something very specific about the clothing that your followers wore.
1: Not Heaven's Ooh. Gate?
3: No no
1: another one? Oh, am i oh my god was i like in oregon
3: yes oh am
1: i what's his name rajneesh you are yeah
3: <laughs> the back one
1: yes actually, oh my god that was such a good doc yeah
3: i just watched that doc it's so crazy like the whole story from beginning to end
1: so good. I loved how like they they just seemed like your friendly communal living people until the woman tried to poison the whole town. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like how like, you said
3: until that. Like,
1: <laughs> she was badass. <laughs> she honestly, I was like, this is kind of amazing.
2: And hey, you know what? Women don't really get a lot of shining cult, so I'm glad you know
1: she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cult uh, I know she really found her place. It was her fight song, Rachel Blaine. <laughs> I thought
3: it was also so fun how she just like became fugitive and went to Germany and then appeared on a bunch of like naked magazine spreads over there. Oh my <laughs> like, god! <it> just <laughs> so such fun. a bizarre story with so oh many twists god. and turns. All right, Danny, I think uh, I'm gonna give you that one because I think you guessed ooh, it a okay. little bit early. So this is the last round, Sarah. You do have an opportunity here to tie whose cult is in, anyways. So, All right, Sarah. This is Danny's and Danny. This is Sarah's.
1: Okay.
2: Sarah, Do you want to ask first?
1: Uh, I'm like, how many cults are there?
2: Is that your question? <laughs> no,
1: it's not. Yes or no. Okay. Uh, I don't want to start with, am I alive? Cause that's boring, but I do want to know if I am alive. So you're not all these. Cult- See, this is like a, another point against cults. I'm just saying they all dead.
2: Um, this is a weird question, but I, I don't know why I want to ask it. Am I more notable than my cult?
1: I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Was my cult relevant in the last 20 years? Yes. Oh, okay.
2: Um, uh, 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 um, is, my, is my cult still around?
1: No. No, okay. Did I die in jail? Um,
2: Why do I not I don't know either. Though? Let me check.
3: Yeah. Um, you did not die in jail.
2: was did Michael do a mass suicide? Yes. Okay.
1: Wow. I oh. really have no leads. Okay. Let me think.
2: I have a random guess. I feel like, I mean, maybe I'll... go for it. Am I, um, Marshall Applewhite?
1: Yes. You did it. <laughs> Wait, daddy. how did you remember his name? I would have never remembered it. How do you not remember Apple White? You know, it's <laughs> a good question. Because ever, and it was what was his white a uh, Bonnie Nettles? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Wow, good memory.
2: <laughs> Only funny names I know. Only okay,
1: wait. So we have covered this.
2: Yeah.
1: Allegedly, oh,
2: and Sarah. When I tell you this is like, I feel like you you wake up and want to talk about this. <laughs> really? I don't know if that's actually. What is true, it?
1: But- a pyramid scheme?
2: Mm- <gasps> it- it's a crossover.
1: Yeah, it's the
3: most ambitious crossover in cult history.
1: But I feel like that's already Nexium. What? um,
2: This is like well, money's and people people. There's money involved in that.
3: Lots of money, still to this day.
1: It's not Scientology because we just did that one.
3: It is. You know, you tried. You you guessed that one and it was wrong. You guessed it, but this time it was that.
1: Wait, I wasn't L. Ron Hubbard like five minutes ago.
3: No. No.
1: (laughs) Am I okay? I don't think you are. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> you were the
3: Bhagwan, remember?
1: Oh, my God. I thought in the first round I was L. Ron Jim oh Jones. My God. <laughs> oh, you're right. Whoa. I'm, I'm not glad, okay. I'm glad you
2: said that so else you wouldn't be guessing for 25 minutes. I know. <laughs> it
1: would have been yeah. <laughs> like guessing the most obvious one for 25 minutes. Oh, my God. Wow.
3: Wow. Well... I feel like we're all winners. That was, you, you both did a great job. And, uh, Danny, a little honorable mention for you remembering Marshall Applewhite. That is
1: yeah, respect,
3: <laughs> mad respect to that
2: <laughs> Apple. Cause I'm always like Apple, Bonnie jeans. You know what I mean? They could really, <laughs> with with the
1: burp.
2: <laughs> they could have been like a Vegas side show the... if they didn't, uh, have a cult. So there's that. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I feel like at that point, we got to we got to uh, find new places to get sandwiches and help people support places where sandwiches don't involve awfulness, child labor, child labor and all that and all that um, other uh, accoutrements with it, if you will.
1: Yes. All the other horrible shit. But that was fun. Thank you, Jorge. Oh, that was so fun. I'm going to play this game at parties. I'm not going to lie to you. That, it's a fun. I like.
2: Yeah, I feel like this game needs to have a big comeback.
1: This is a good game. OK, awesome. I'm into it. But in any case, I think that kind of wraps up for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us, please. Um, And also, please follow us on Instagram at NATCPod. We might change the handle soon, but uh, for now, that's what it is. Yeah, because
2: right right now, we do realize it looks like just a collection of letters.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I didn't think that through when I made it like three years ago, but you know what? Never too late for a little update.
2: Never too late. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, it's not updating, I don't think, our Instagrams. You can follow me at KashmirDannyKashmir with a K. Yeah,
1: you can follow me at Sarah And thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll be back in your ear with all things crime and with some wine probably next week.
0: Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.